Yanmar trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmar. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show uh, at home on Tuesday and Friday on the road Thursday for our neutral site game in Salt Lake City and the VGK Insider Show will set up uh, all three of the games on this first big week of the National Hockey League preseason for the Vegas Golden Knights. So we'll be at T-Mobile Arena uh, a couple of times this week and then uh, I'll be broadcasting live from Salt Lake City uh, as we bring you uh, coverage from on site uh, during that uh, preseason game, Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman back here at Fox Sports Las Vegas. So looking forward to it. Seven preseason games for you for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, results don't count. You do start to tune in and uh, and pay a little bit more attention to the scores as things go on. But uh, even with all due respect to Rita, who, who was ticked off about losing to the San Jose Sharks in any fashion, whether it's rookie tournament uh, or preseason play or, or any level of play, uh, she wasn't happy about it last night. Uh, there were some some things to really enjoy and be positive about and be able to say that, uh, that you got to see last night uh, with the Vegas Gold Knights and the likes of uh, Cormier and Krebs and some of the players that you're, you're not necessarily familiar with and then the uh, the veterans uh, in Pacioretty and Stevenson and uh, being able to to watch uh, some of the others go to work. Zach Whitecloud uh, showing some feistiness last night. Uh, but as we get into the second hour of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, it's our top five at five. These are the top guarantees of the National Hockey League and the Vegas Golden Knights season. We are at number four. The number of the day. Who could ask for more? The number of the day is... Thank you very much. And we are going to just audible, and I want to squeeze one in, Ryan, that Mm -hmm. one of our top guarantees this year will be I will probably spell Kraken wrong or incorrectly more than I will spell it properly throughout the season. I just have it in my head that it's K-R-A-C-K-E-N. Oh, boy. I just have that in my head. Well, get it out of your head. I know. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying a lot. Are you guys good spellers? Fairly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have anything to, to base it off of. I think just like oh, hold, crack. Oh, hold on. Uh, well, it's not the quacken. Crack. It's the kraken. Crack. I know. <laughs> that, I'd be no, better okay. off that way. Okay. Listen, right. there gracious. there is a Shout rum it. called kraken. Mm-hmm. Go buy a bottle of that and just carry it around with you. You'll be, you'll be fine. <sighs> you mean an empty bottle. You know what? I'll tell you what. Yep. Buy the bottle. Yeah. I'll take the rum, and you can carry the empty bottle around. <laughs> Chapman, when you say you're a fairly good speller, yes. what, what does that mean exactly? Well, like, there's, what trips you up? There's certain words that I should be able to spell, and I can't. Like, necessary. I can never spell necessary right. Oh, that's easy. One C, two S's. N-E-C-E-S-S-A-R-Y. Is that it? Yeah, I have no go. idea. Uh, I, I'm so bad that there's certain words that even when I'm typing them on the computer and, you know, like yeah. it's got the suggested spelling and will pop up, like it, it realizes what you're talking about. 
<laughs> the computer, the, no, no, the computer doesn't even know what word I'm talking about. I'm like, how far yeah. off can I be? So then I have to Google how to spell it and <laughs> and then go back. And I'm not even close. But I, I can't even get the like the, the tips from the the Microsoft Word or whatever. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even close. I'm so out lunch. My I'm stupid je- I'm jealous phone. Of you guys. My stupid phone. For some reason, always auto corrects home to gone. G O N E. Yeah. Those are two opposite things. Yes. I, I. I don't understand. Like I'll text my. I'll text Junko and say, Hey, hey Junko, I'm on my way home, and it'll change it to gone, and it'll, I'll see it. And I'll say, On my way gone. What? And then you, under, you understand why she's so disappointed when you walk well, through the door. Well, she's, yeah, she's, you're thinking, gone. she's like, yes, yes, he's not coming home yet. <laughs> I'm you know, free you know of him. You know what's great about this? Like, Darren, I just thought you scribbled your notes down to save time, but I, I think it's just a, a defense mechanism on the spelling. Like, oh, guaranteed. If you can't actually read it, it doesn't matter if it's spelled correctly or how it's spelled. And, it's fantastic. Well and my, done. My daughter, uh, it doesn't fall far from the uh, the tree on that. And, <laughs> and every time that I say like something you've spelled wrong, and my wife will look at me and say, mm, "Yeah, you know what? Like, it's it's not really your place to be saying that." Uh, number four uh, guarantees in the National <laughs> Hockey League and the VGK this season. Which way do you want to go first, Wallace? All right. Well. I have a point of contention on one of these, so I want to use that one first. Okay. We're going to go league-wide to start off. The number four guarantee from Darren Millard and Chris Chapman, because I am not endorsing this, is that Sidney Crosby will deliver a playoff berth to the Pittsburgh Penguins. So you're saying the Penguins will miss the postseason? Yes, the Penguins are not going to make the playoffs. This declaration and guarantee by the VGK mm-hmm. Insider Show, which was uh, yep. voted on and by a two to three vote, uh, uh, two to one vote, uh, we mm-hmm. are declaring that the Pittsburgh Penguins will make the playoffs, uh, go strictly in the path of never go against Sidney Crosby and never uh, count out Sidney Crosby. And until it happens that Sidney Crosby lets you down in any fashion, yep. You go with Sidney Crosby. And while it doesn't look good, like he's going to miss the start of the season coming out the wrist <laughs> surgery, uh, Jenny Malkin is going to miss uh, a little bit of the season. That's not good. Uh, there's question marks in goal. That's not great. Uh, management is uh, tied up with the cap. It uh, is going to hinder any possible moves that they can make without their two uh, star center icemen. It doesn't look good. But Sidney's still going to be back. And when Sid's back, that means we have to follow in line with one of our core rules, and that is don't go against Sidney Crosby. Well, I mean, like that sounds like a great rule and everything, but like unless I'm missing something, Sidney Crosby hasn't won 17 Stanley Cup championships. Like he is he is one three of them. And so that means that more often than not, at the end of the year, uh, Sidney Crosby didn't deliver the ultimate winning, uh, the ultimate in winning in the NHL. So there have been times where you would bet against Sidney Crosby and you'd actually cash that bet because it, it doesn't work out in their favor. I look at the Penguins as a team that, you know, without Crosby, without Malkin to start the season, that's certainly not great. Uh, the goaltending, as as you mentioned, I don't buy it. I don't think it's going to be good enough. And I just think that if Malkin's going to be out longish term, and, and I'm talking like two to three months, months somewhere yeah. in that ballpark, then 
I just don't think there's enough around Crosby to get it done. Yes, Jake Gensel's good. Yes, Jason Zucker's good. But you start going further and further down the lineup. I don't see it happening. I really don't. It Jeff pains Carter. me to say yeah. it. Eh. Yeah, Jeff Carter at 36 years old. Like, I know. I know hey, he was... I'm the guy that hated the, the trade in the beginning, so yeah, I'm, I'm and, contradicting myself here. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, maybe Kasperi Kapanen, like, catches fire and, and is good for them, but, like, I just I just don't see it. I don't see mm-hmm. enough pieces on this team to hey, make the playoffs. I just on paper, don't see it. you're right. But I am there's right. that, that name over there, and we'll see. But at that, that by a vote of 2-1, to one, it's one of our top four guarantees in the National Hockey League this season that the Pittsburgh Penguins will find a way to make the playoffs uh, because Sidney Crosby is their captain. And yeah. when Sid puts his mind to it, there's very little you can do about it. And Ryan, you you said he's lost more times than he's won, right? Three Stanley Cups. Yeah. There's yeah. no we're, we're, nobody's guaranteeing that the Penguins are going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, Ryan, we're guaranteeing no, 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 that the you. Penguins I'm will saying, make the playoffs. And I bet you Sidney Crosby has made the playoffs a lot more times than he hasn't. That that is that is actually a really good point, Chris. You're 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 on to something there, but when the blanket statement is you don't bet against Sidney Crosby because if Sidney Crosby wants something, he usually gets it. If he puts his mind to it, he probably wins it. I would venture You're to going guess to the that extreme, Crosby, though. Hold on, no, 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 hold on. I would venture to guess that last year against the Islanders, Sidney Crosby really put his mind to winning that series, and then Tristan Jari uh, threw up all over it. So my point is, like, just because Sidney Crosby wants to win, more often than not, when he's wanted to win, he's lost. Well, wouldn't that be the case for every player? Well, yeah, that's that's my point. It's not an absolute that you just say, well, Sidney Crosby is going to will it to happen, so it'll happen. This is where I wish Chapman would bring up the stats on how many times he's made the playoffs or missed the playoffs. Because... Like, like my point, my point is is the blanket the blanket statement of Sidney Crosby wants this team to make the playoffs, so therefore they will make the playoffs is okay in theory, but when you start to break down into, well, how many times has Sidney Crosby wanted to win a game, wanted to win a Stanley Cup, wanted to win a playoff series, and then it didn't happen. So the the you don't bet against Sidney Crosby, while on the surface it, it seems like a really good premise, there's a lot of holes in it when you factor in how many times he's actually lost meaningful games. That's Three-time all. Stanley Cup champion, a two-time Conn Smythe Trophy winner, a two-time Hart Memorial Trophy winner. He is a three-time winner of the Tent Lindsay Award. He is a two-time winner of the Rocket Richard Trophy. And he's won the Art Ross Trophy a pair of times, along with the Marc Messier NHL Leadership Award, not to mention mm-hmm. uh, two Olympic gold medals and scoring the golden goal uh, in, in overtime. That's where I base... If you find anybody else yeah. that's done that... Uh, I, I will totally buy in. <laughs> and excluding the bubble season, which mm-hmm. 2020 they, they lost before they, they got into the, technically into the playoffs, mm-hmm. he's only missed the playoffs once. First year? 2006. Hmm. Every single season the Penguins have made the playoffs, except that's, that 2020 season. So That's fine, but I'm saying there are more games and there are more uh, playoff series that Sidney Crosby has wanted to win and lost... Sure. They, they, and they, that's that's they, my point. That's that's the only point I'm making here. If if they don't make, we'll put it on the board, okay, on, okay. on the wall, with mm-hmm. our other guarantees that we have this year. Yep. Where is that sheet of paper? Yeah, someone took it down somewhere. 
It's somebody took it down. Jerks. Like who would take down the stuff that you put up on the wall here? Uh I have a guess. Who? Hold on. Pro- probably who? the guy who was in here to to fix our who? computer. Who wrote it down? Darren. Because if it was Darren that wrote it down, it, it's just <laughs> chicken scratch. Like no one would even know what that is anyway. It, it would look like trash. Second half of uh, number four. Can we play that sounder again? <laughs> The number of the day. Who could ask for more? The number of the day is four. The best part is he actually did some work on that. That's great. I love that. Well, Ryan requested the count from Sesame Street, so uh, we we found that's some a different, count. That's a different sounding count. I was expecting uh, the one from like when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. That so, guy. That guy. He he's probably retired. Long since retired. Well, you didn't that's, get him to like voice this specifically no, for us. No. You didn't hire oh, him. For that'd this. be great if I did. Right? <laughs> Find that guy. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that's it's in beautiful. the budget. Uh, yeah, number well. <laughs> four guarantee for the Vegas Golden Knights, Ryan. Okay, the number four guarantee is that Yevgeny Dodonov will be the best new addition to the Vegas Golden Knights. I am probably the one that's fueling this. Although, I get a sense that you are both more on board with this statement than the Pittsburgh Penguins' uh, declaration. Um, I I I'm like seventy thirty mm-hmm. on committed to this guarantee. So like that's I'll enough that. for me to put my like it's enough for me to put my name behind it. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not as adamant as I am about the Penguins missing the playoffs because they're going to. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I certainly think that that the all all the all the potential in the world is for Evgeny Dodonov being the best new addition. What do you like most about his game? Um, I like that he he kind of gets to the dirty areas, and and granted, it was it was one exhibition game but you know the the ability to kind of get to those places where goals are scored is is something that a lot of players just simply don't do or can't do and you know the fact that he's able to get there the fact that he's got a a, you know a wicked shot heavy just kind of explodes off of his stick Um, and then there's a little bit more speed there in in terms of his skating than I thought initially so uh, in terms of just kind of having all the tools to score goals in the NHL He's got him. Shelyabinsk, Russia, is his birthplace, and he is a player that, I'll be honest, I, I thought was bigger. Like, he's 5'11". <laughs> and yeah. when I watched him in the past, I thought he was bigger. But he's he's short, he's strong, he's stout, like um, really, really stable uh, with, with his core, and he's, and he's got some speed. And the guy can score. Scored. 25 goals in his first full year in the, or 28 goals his first full year in the National Hockey League. Had back-to-back seasons at that number 28 number. 25 a couple of years ago with Florida before the pause. And then 13 in 55 games with Ottawa last season. 13 goals on a terrible team Mm -hmm. during a pandemic. 13 goals in 55 games. I, I will take that and and third uh, third rounder and Nick Holden the the compensation uh, for that trade with the Ottawa Senators. This is this has got sneaky written all over it. So with with the acquisition what, of Jenny Dadnoff. 
what's funny about Dadnov and last season with Ottawa is we say 13 goals, it's an unproductive season, right? Like it's not up to his standards, not what the expectation would be. But I mean, when you extrapolate that, you, you kind of stretch it out over 82 games. That's a, just a hair under 20 goals. So like that's the pace that he was on. And if you're kind of looking at what he can be for the Golden Knights, if that's his floor, that's phenomenal if he's going to play on the third line for the Vegas Golden Knights, right? Like, you'll take 20 goals from Dadinov all year, every year. That would be fantastic. There's a number uh, and a ratio that I look at, and it's not the be-all, end-all, but it tells me something about the player. And sometimes it tells me that the player is um, not not selfish, but... uh, loves to like puts a premium on scoring goals uh, and that is goals to assists. and sometimes we'll joke about the Cy Young award where the, the guy might have player might have 12 goals to two assists and and we joke about the wins and losses but a couple of times in Dadanov's career he's had he's had more goals than assists and for this team uh I like that mm-hmm. because like, Pacioretty is a shooter but is is Pacioretty the only pure shooter? Marcia so mm-hmm. loves to shoot. He's I think that's come back a little bit uh, in the last couple of years compared to the first couple of years where he would shoot from everywhere. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a pure shooter on every line or a shot first mentality from one particular player on every line, I think it helps out. And you'd have that in Pacioretty. You have that in Marcia so. And if the lines go the way that they're set up to go right now uh, in training camp, you would have that in Evgeny Dadanov, which I think is a positive uh, development for this team. Yeah, I mean, you got a guy that's going to get the puck to where it needs to go, right? That's the front of the net. And whether he scores or whether you create a rebound and you crash the net and you find you know a garbage goal, uh, that's what the Golden Knights are going to have to do, not just in the regular season, but in, in the postseason when goals and space and time are harder to come by. So, uh, I, I mean, like, I certainly think that when you kind of peel it all back, Dadanov has the potential to have the best stats of any newcomer for the Vegas Golden Knights because while Nolan Patrick, I, I think, is going to have a good season for Vegas, I think that the numbers are going to be a little bit more muted than, say, if Dodonov goes out there and scores 25 goals. Like, that's going to be something that is really, really uh, massive and, and kind of stands on its own. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, right? Like, I, I think that Evgeny Dodonov has a, a really, really solid pathway to being the most impactful new player on this team. What's the fine if we call him Dadnov? So like I, a okay, quarter? Um I don't want to I don't want to do fines because it's just going to be Why? bad. Like I don't know cuz I don't have quarters just lying around and and I'm telling you like Don't you have a piggy bank? No. Do you? Yeah. Really? Bought one in Tokyo. One of those little What's cats. That? Oh, the, you got uh, a cat oh, piggy bank. Which which arm moves? It doesn't. Right it's left. a piggy bank. Oh, it's well. So, but yeah, the left. It's a left paw, I think. Okay, because they each I'm mean something different. Oh, you don't know. Yeah, I'm making okay. that up. But it's a cat that's got the high five. It's supposed to be some good luck cat uh, that I that I brought home from Tokyo. But it's a, a coin bank. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I've don't got do I've got a bunch of quarters in that. 
But it, so, it, so he he wants to be known, uh, or the proper pronunciation. I shouldn't say he wants to be known. The proper pronunciation that we are going to go with as as the broadcasters this year is Dadanov, not Dadanov. And I'm going to slip because I've only ever called him Dadanov. So I'm going to slip and fall and hit my head a numerous times on that. But so there's got to be some kind of consequence for me to get my head through this. Just call him Dodonov. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I think I've flip-flopped like three or four times just in this segment on Dodonov or Dadonov. Yeah. It's it's going to take a minute, but that's what the preseason's for, Darren. Like, you, you got six more games to dial in Dodonov. But there's got to be consequences. Give me consequences or else I won't learn. Well, I could, okay. I could I could constantly remind you that I was correct in how his name is pronounced. Well, I mean that's a consequence. Me me doing that five times a show. That's actually really. Oh my goodness, that is a fantastic consequence, Chapman. Every time you say Dadnov, I'm going to chime in, or Chapman's going to chime in. I was right, or Chapman was right. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So that okay. that will motivate you to make sure you say his name correctly. Okay. Good. That's uh, that's fine with me. I'd prefer I'd, a monetary uh, contribution, but you know how what? Do you I say it. I, I like that. Hold on, hold on, Chapman. Chapman, how do you say it? Dadanov. Say his name. There it is. See, it's going to be dialed in. You're welcome. I I, I think we. It. I like the monetary, and at the end of the season, we could donate it to charity. How about that? I thought I thought you just said that you no, wanted no, to well, I'll, 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 rub it in his face. I, I, I will. I will. We, we can about? do both. No. I, will, I will remind him that I was no. correct, and he can still put a quarter no, in the jar. Still, you had your chance, and and now you've you've gone <laughs> back and forth. I, you know what else? I also like number sixty three. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's a very visually appealing. Yeah. Number. How is it that you know you can properly pronounce the city that he was born in? Yeah, but you can't say his name. Well, because I, I can say his name to Danov, but I've always said it Dadnov. So uh-huh. in my, uh, it's not I. I can pronounce it. It's got nothing to do with being able to spit it out. <laughs> it's just what's in your head, and that you've always come. Like if you change your name to Fred <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. you'd I still would, call I me would still call you uh, Chapman. <laughs> yeah. For the first few days, I don't think you've and, ever and called I me Chris. Be, and I could still, He'd and I could Fred say Chapman. Fred. Yeah, you'd, Fred still, you'd still be correct calling me Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like it's got nothing to do with physically being able to to say the Danov. How do you say the name of the city? Uh, Chelnabinsk. What's the, what is it? Chelnabinsk. Is that yeah. a, is that yeah. okay? Yeah. The KHL club is called wow. Tractor. Yes. Sponsor. Yeah. Sponsor. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we continue, it is a one-timer segment. Uh, but before we do that, we have tickets to give away. Chapman, what do we got? Yeah, I guess if I turn my mic on, it'll help. Uh, we are giving away tickets for the first, October 1st, Vegas Golden Knights and L.A. Kings game taking place on uh, Friday the 1st of October. All right, two tickets uh, available right now. Caller number, Brian Wallace. Uh, let's go 27. 27. Caller number 27. You can go to T-Mobile Arena and watch the Vegas Golden Knights against the Los Angeles Kings on Friday, October 1st. Uh, give us a call now, 702-876-1340. And uh, we will be back with one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League on the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 
Gone to the near wing. Big shot and he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Let's get into it. Nothing happening on the Brady Kachuk front. Uh, it's just uh, drifting along. It sounds like they may be going towards a shorter-term look on this thing. Uh, Brady Kachuk and the organization had both wanted eight years, but they're stuck up uh, on dollar amount. But you know what else is really impacting this contract negotiation? Uh, outside of what Keith and, and Matthew have said in the media yeah. and some stronger yeah. talk, which is offsetting the narrative that's coming out from the organization and the, the agents in Newport Sports, is bonuses. Now, when when we witness some of these free agent contracts, think of the John Tavares contract. These signing bonuses, and you players are making thirteen, fifteen million dollars on July first, uh, the first year of when when the next day year the contract kicks over. Eugene Melnick, uh, like some teams just aren't cash flush. And can't do that or don't want to do that. I would put the Ottawa Senators in that type of, uh, of situation. And uh, I think that, that, that Matthew Kachuk uh, has made it said that they want a certain amount of uh, investment in this with, with his brother. And Brady would like some of that signing bonus, whether it's just in the first year or the first couple of years of it. And so much of the money that, uh, that occurs uh, on July 1st, well, that doesn't appear to be the case. And uh, it, it it certainly is pointing towards stretching into the regular season. Uh, Brady's not in, in Ottawa right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, positive and progressing, right? Positive, yeah, and progressing. Uh, Logan uh, Brown was traded on the weekend for Sanford, uh, St. Louis Blues and the Ottawa Senators. Now, Brown... Like he he was in and he was out. He's a former first-round pick. Well, he's always going to be a first-round pick, but he was a first-round pick of Senators a few years ago. And he was in that quandary, and the, he wasn't happy. They weren't happy with him. So he gets traded to the to the St. Louis Blues, which is actually his home uh, in, in mm-hmm. St. Louis, son, son of Jeff Brown. He, uh, I shouldn't laugh at this, but it's, it's funny how things just go from bad to, to worse and they become a, a bit of a pain in the butt. In it, but but Logan drove to Ottawa for training camp. Gets to Ottawa, and then is told he's traded to St. Louis. <laughs> well Jump back in the car and, and goes to St. Louis. And he kind of got the sense like, why couldn't you have done this two days ago or a day ago? Like nothing changed in this. What right? I, I, he. It certainly came across like he felt a little hard done by, which I would too if I drove yeah. across halfway across the country and then had to drive halfway back uh, across the country, across the international border during a pandemic. But anyway, uh, Logan Brown gets a fresh start with the with the St. Louis Blues. Um, like I feel like I should be surprised by this, but I'm not. Uh, Pierre Dorian was too busy having progressive and positive talks with Brady Kachuk to make that deal at a time that would have been convenient for Logan Brown. Uh, St. Louis Blues also in the uh, news with uh, James Neal on a PTO with the St. Louis Blues. 
Uh, they won their their preseason opener. Uh, you know what? That's that's not a bad decision to invite him to camp. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it kind of fills that that role that you had last year with Mike Hoffman, right? Like we know that James Neal can can shoot. We know that he can find uh, the back of the net in the NHL. And uh, if he's able to perform through camp and it looks like there's some chemistry, then, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that there – I think you take a chance on it. You see where, where it goes and, you know, whether or not James Neal works himself onto the opening night roster, that's that remains to be seen. But I think there's an avenue for it. He scored once, twice, three times. Patrick uh, in the yeah. exhibition game against the Minnesota Wild. Another one of the players affected by the vaccination dilemma in their world. Uh, it's a vaccination dilemma. Josh Archibald of the Edmonton Oilers, he does not want to get vaccinated. If he does not get vaccinated, plays for the Edmonton Oilers, he's in the Pacific Division. Uh, he would not be paid or would miss about three-eighths of the season. What do you do with the Edmonton Oilers? I I mean, I I don't know. Like, it's it's a tough one, right? Because you, you, you're going to be without a player that, you know, you're, you, you expect to be in your lineup. So, I mean, it, I, I guess you... you if you're not going to be able to have them that much, that many games in terms of the regular season, then you know you're either going to have to send them down to the AHL or you're going to have to uh, see if you can work out a trade. I don't really know other avenues to get around that. Fourth line player kills penalties, valuable player, uh, yeah, but not a superstar. And certainly, you've got enough goal scoring from the from the other guys. You don't necessarily need that, and you do need uh, somebody that's going to be able to contribute and and, and kill penalties. So there is. There is a benefit to having him on the team, but if he's not going to be uh, available for three days of the season. And then the other part is, uh, think about this come playoff time. If, you, if you're in yeah. the play, you're, you're virtually, and that's when it, it really matters, and you can't go back and forth. Well, then you're then you're really in trouble. I don't, I don't know whether they outright waive him. I, you can't trade him because you got to, He's he's going to have the same, maybe not to the extent of being in a division that has so many so much balance between Canadian and American and crossing the border. Sure. But uh, yeah. I, there's no value with trading him. It's it's another one of those COVID vaccination dilemmas. Yeah, I mean it's a tough spot for the Oilers, right? Because if they end up waiving him, then you know if there's if there's no value via trade, but there there could be value in, in getting the player essentially for nothing. Um, you risk the the losing him on waivers completely. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a tough spot to be in, and it's it's one in which you look at the Edmonton Oilers, you look at their their roster and the way that it's constructed, and you look at a Josh Archibald and and what he brings to the table, and you say to yourself, he's not Connor McDavid. He's not going to be the guy that's scoring a ton of points, but he is one of those few players that can kind of shut it down defensively and and fill some big minutes on the PK. So. Um, so that's a tough one for Ken Holland to figure out. I, I don't think, know. I, I don't think know what, what you do, do, if you're Edmonton, you try to find a guy who can fill his role, whether it be on the waiver wire or you make a trade, and then you send him to Bakersfield. Enjoy the AHL. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I mean, he's not irreplaceable. Alex Petrangelo, contract number there. Ryan Wallace, give me his, his 
yearly wage for the Vegas yearly Golden Knights defenseman? For Alex Petrangelo is $8.8 million. All right. I'm going to run down this list of names for you. Okay. Seth Jones, Darnell Nurse, Miro Heiskanen, <laughs> Dougie Hamilton, Dougie Hamilton, Zach yeah, Wierenski, Kale McCarr. All of those players make more than Alex Petrangelo, and Heiskanen uh-huh. is right there in the same ballpark. I would take Alex Petrangelo ahead of all those players, but it shows you the difference like, in, yeah. in, in how the, the salaries change, even in a flat cap era. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how they change and uh, and how things evolve. Uh, now, Seth Jones, Darnell Nurse, a great defenseman. I, I, I think Seth Jones could be a Norris Trophy winner. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, I would, I just don't buy that that number uh, of seven years for, for $9 million. Just goes to show you uh, how much value there is in, in Alex Petrangelo and that deal that the, uh, the Golden Knights got done in free agency. So a couple of things. Um, I I am not like you. I, I am a Dougie fan. So mm-hmm. um, the points are, are going to be there. I don't think he's going to age uh, poorly just in terms of how his game maintains as he gets older. Uh, that being said, um, of all the defensemen that you listed out there who are making more money than Alex Petrangelo, you give me Alex Petrangelo at 8.8 over any of those other contracts, and I'll take that all day long. You're absolutely right. Um, there's def- there's defensive awareness, defensive responsibility, all situations, leadership, and he can put the puck in the back of the net. He can score. He can activate in the offensive zone. There's really not anything that Alex Petrangelo cannot do. And when you look at at his average annual value compared to some of the other defensemen that I don't think are quite at his level just yet. Um, yeah, it's good value for the Golden Knights for sure. Uh, Mike Hoffman is out for four weeks uh, with a lower body injury, so he will not be in the season opening lineup. Uh, Cole Caulfield actually was supposed to play the other day. He, he didn't go. Uh, he was scratched. And Curtis McElhaney, congratulations. 13 seasons with eight teams. He was a guy that had scratch and claw, looked like he had it, then fell back, uh, was with Columbus, and then found his spot uh, with the with the Toronto Maple Leafs as a backup, and then settled in with the Tampa Bay Lightning and won back-to-back Stanley Cups. And Vasilevsky played every minute of those two runs. <laughs> Unbelievably, played every minute of those two yeah. runs, which goes against uh, uh, everybody else. and uh, But Curtis McElhaney announced his retirement from the National Hockey League and does so with back-to-back championships on his resume. I mean, if you're going to go out, go out on top, right? Yeah. I think that's uh, that's pretty cool from a Curtis McElhaney standpoint. I, I like him. Uh, he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's a fun dude. Uh, there is a um, new cross-checking rule that's come in. You guys see the the video? Did you guys watch the the video that came out? I reposted it on Instagram. What do do you think? What do you take from that? I mean, my my initial thought is cross-checking is a penalty, so call them as penalties. That's what uh, Alex Petrangelo said, too. Like, just if if you are cross-checking your opponent, you shouldn't get leeway. Like, the, the fastest way, legitimately, I believe this, the fastest way to get cross checks out of the game as best you can 
is to really crack down on cross checks and the players will adjust and they'll stop doing it and therefore it should allow everyone else to just play the game unimpeded like you want them to. Do you think it's good that every year there's a different part of the rule book that is focused on from the National Hockey League? Um, I, you know, I, I don't feel... You know, that's an interesting question because part of me wants it to be let's just crack down on calling penalties. So, like, all penalties should be included in this. It shouldn't just be a crackdown on cross-checking and then you kind of allow hooking to to get out of hand or you allow slashing to get out of hand because players will adapt as they always do and it's like okay well if i can't throw two cross checks in this situation maybe i'll just throw a slash maybe i'll just throw uh you know get get a little bit of of impede i'll just try to impede the player a little bit more to, to kind of find ways to continue to skirt around the rule book so i like it's nice that they're focused in on one area right now but i'd like to see that branch out to literally everything else because just call the rule book like that that's all i really want to see from the officiating in the nhl and call it consistently throughout the year hmm. there's a cross-checking penalty called in last night's preseason game uh, between the sharks and the san or the vegas golden knights and ottawa senator forward really greg from brandon weekend uh, he was suspended for one game for cross-checking yeah. uh, pierre-luc dubois so it actually cost him a suspension. I didn't see video of it, of, of that one, but there was a couple of suspensions handed down today by the National Hockey League. Dylan McElrath, he was suspended a couple of games for an illegal check to the head of Stephen Fogarty of the Boston Bruins. So Department of Player Safety Department uh, is uh, off and running. I love calling it the Department of Player Safety Department. Just makes me giggle. There's no yeah. reason to call it that other than I get a little bit of fun out of it. Uh, a little bit of giggle. I, I hope you do it every time. <laughs> Uh, Rangers are going to retire Henrik Lundqvist's number. Uh, we have a date for that, January 28th, right before the All-Star break and the Olympic break. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist tweeted it out in just a, a, an aerial shot of Madison Square Garden and just talked about home. So his his number will be there uh, in the rafters of MSG for all time. I mean, the easiest decision you could ever make, right? Like, Henrik Lundqvist is a New York Ranger through and through, and it's going to be pretty awesome to see him back in that building and getting the, the number retired. It's it's a fantastic honor and one he certainly deserves. What number is he? Henrik Lundqvist? Yeah. It's number 30. Hmm. People don't know what, goalie what? numbers. They don't Did pay you attention think I didn't to goalie. Know that? No, no, I'm just testing. I figured you would know it of, of all the people that you would know. Oh. Uh, but uh, but goalie numbers uh, outside of like Flower and and Hank, like if you went around the league right now and said what numbers uh -huh. Connor McDavid, what numbers Austin yeah. Matthews, what numbers yeah. Mark Stone, uh, 61, 34, 97. If, if you started naming number one goaltenders, people don't pay attention to the numbers. Well, here's there's very the few problem. number ones though anymore. Like the guys that wear the well, actual that's... digit one that's the thing that's the thing like goalies have kind of gone off the rails with number selections over the last couple of years at at, at one time it used to be 1 29 33 32 35 that was it like that's what goalies wore i'm not sure now there's a number one in the league anymore 
that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I know Andre Vasilevsky's 88. Yeah. And I know Robin Leonard is 90. Yeah. That um, kind of kind of John, proves John, and, and then John Gibson. Like, you couldn't just go 36. with 35. Yeah, you 36. have to go to 36. Why are you doing that to me? Uh, goaltender, me goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs, also uh, number 36. Jack Campbell. Yeah. Cal wonder, Peterson, number 40. Goodness gracious. That's all over the place, right? But Yeah. Uh, Roberto Luongo was number one. Yeah. And he might have been the last guy to wear that number. A single-digit number as a goaltender. Dominic Hasek wore two for the Czech Republic, uh, I think, a couple of times. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think not, goalies used to wear one or two. two. In water polo, they wear one or 13. The, the really? Goalies. But that's just useless, goofy knowledge. <laughs> Chapman's looking it up right now, and I don't know whether we can, we, can, we can find a, uh, a number one in the National Hockey League right now. Might be with all the uh, the training camp numbers uh, in and around, but uh, we'll we'll keep you uh, up to date on that. And the Seattle Kraken played their first game last night, preseason game. Uh, played the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, what do you think? Thoughts? Uh, impressions? Sweaters look um, good. Kind of neat. I mean the the jerseys are phenomenal. Um, they're so they're so good. And, you know, it's got to be hard to be the Vancouver Canucks because you don't have Elias Pettersson signed. You don't have Quinn Hughes signed. And both expansion teams won their first ever preseason game against you and did so by scoring nine goals and five goals, respectively. By the way? um, Not a a great moment (laughs) for the Vancouver Canucks right now. I found two. We got news? Yes. Who is it? Casey DeSmith. Okay. And Phoenix Phoenix Copley. Okay, so DeSmith with Pittsburgh. Copley with the Capitals. Does he count? Is he on their roster? Well, I, not really. No, no, no. Okay. I think I think, I think, think Casey DeSmith is your winner, Chapman. Yeah. And I think, I think he retired, but Marcus Hoberg. <laughs> you hope he retired. Yeah, after I butchered his name. Uh, congratulations, Great by the way, job. to my buddy Ross Fletcher, uh, who's going to be one of the hosts for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, doing basically what I do uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights on television. We'll get Ross on and uh, and bounce some things off him. But he's uh, he's British, and he's doing hockey oh, nice. for the first time this year. And so uh, I'd love to get uh, his his take on what he's he's been here for for a few years. But uh, get his take on on hockey and the different things that uh, that he's going to have to adjust to. British people just sound smarter, don't they? <laughs> By the way, we all. What do you so, mean? What was well, that? Well, we all get F's. Because Dylan Ferguson also wears number one. No, but not. Well, not no, no, no. But, but he he he, he, does wear, he does wear the number. No, it doesn't count. Well, he he did have he did play in the NHL. He did have Chapman. time. Chapman, it's like a roster player today. Yes. Okay, but he still he he played in the NHL. He can tell his grandkids he actually stopped the shot from Connor McDavid. Yes, that's a foul. But is okay. But is he currently? In the NHL right no, now, Chapman? No. Okay. No. Are the, of the current NHL goaltenders on NHL rosters right this moment, is there is there any other player that has number one other than Casey DeSmith? I don't know if this guy will be the backup. I don't even know if he's still with the Sharks, but Alexi Melnichuk? See, no, now you're just making stuff up. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Now you're just going down a path. Uh, (laughs) Those are your one-timers for this Monday, September, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Had a conversation with Robin Leonard today for the Chirp Podcast, which will be released uh, episode one in less than a week's time. So that will be the focal point of uh, episode number one. Covered a lot of different areas, and I'm excited uh, to bring a little bit of it uh, to our program and uh, share it with our listeners when we do some kinds of uh, these interviews uh, on the Chirp that uh, cross over into the Las Vegas Valley. But uh, yeah, that's uh, he's he's fun. He's a fascinating person to talk to yeah I, I feel like if there was you know one player in that locker room i'd love to just have a, a 20 minute conversation nothing on the record just sitting down talking uh it would likely be robin leonard uh, covered a lot of different areas which we'll uh, expand on in the next few days but let's catch up with chapman busy busy sports weekend uh, all over the world and uh, i watched the Final day of the Grand Sumo. Actually, I watched all 15 days of Grand Sumo, which uh, they had their September tournament. They have six tournaments a year, 15 days, and uh, it's really an incredible sport. Like, I've just started to get into it, but uh, Terano Fuji, he won his first tournament as a Yokozuna. They refer to it as Shin Yokozuna, Shin meaning new, Yokozuna grand champion. Only five guys out of 73 Yokozuna have ever won their first tournament as a Yokozuna, the grand champion. So, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about I'm, right I'm, now. I, it's, it's sumo wrestling. Yeah, it's it's. I it's know, a, but all the other about? stuff. By the way, I found out there was a Canadian who competed, and he's since retired. But uh, he was very popular. Apparently, he never made it to the highest level, but uh, he he was a Canadian guy, and uh, he was quite popular with the fans. Uh, thought that was kind of cool. Foreigners foreigners tend to be very popular when they're in sumo in Japan, and this guy had a not a great career, but he was very popular with the fans. So good for him. <laughs> you know, it's worth it. I, I don't understand what you're talking about, but it's worth it. To I'm telling you, you, out of the sumo, show, rest next, of the show. Next time, sumo wrestling. Next time, there's a tournament which will be in November. If you have NHK, you could watch it on no, demand. No. Thirty minutes. No. It's you'll be hooked. No. It's great. No, you told me you wanted to check it out when you were in Japan. Luke Tardif is the new IIHF president. He's from France. That's cool. hockey comment. I don't know who that is. <laughs> sumo Luke, wrestling. Luke Tardif. Talk to you tomorrow. It's game day. Exhibition game number two tomorrow.